<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. China says they think they've detected what could be trace signals from an alien civilization. Scientists at China's Fast Radio Telescope, also sometimes called the Sky Eye, which has got a diameter of 1,600 feet and is the largest of its kind in the world, they've been looking for alien life since about 2020. And they now say they've got a couple of suspicious signals from space that are part of the search for evidence that there might be life on other planets. This Tuesday, one of the chief scientists there said that they have found a number of possible technological traces from civilizations elsewhere in the cosmos. They had two sets of signals they referred to as suspicious going back to 2020, and then another one that was identified this year. And you know, the basic principle of these things is that we're trying to take in radio signals from the universe and then separate the ones that are just background noise or stars pulsing or whatever from ones that might be somebody else trying to send out a communication the way we have sent out communications in hopes of finding somebody else out there listening just like we are. The most famous of these would be the SETI satellites, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, but we've been doing this for quite some time. In fact, one of the most famous such signal was discovered at the Big Ear Telescope at Ohio State University, or as they would say, the Ohio State University, in 1977. It was an incredibly strong signal, blipped for over a minute, a popular radio astronomy frequency that scientists thought might be used by an alien civilization. And the reason it got its name is because when the signal was printed out on a data sheet, one of the scientists working on it wrote, wow, in red pen and circled it. We still don't know anything about that signal. Now, interestingly, uh, scientists predict that there should be not just one or a few, but tens of thousands of alien civilizations, even just in our galaxy, let alone in the whole universe. And so we have this weird conundrum where there's this expectation that there's life out there, lots of it, and yet we haven't found any evidence of it so far, a thing that is called the Fermi Paradox contradiction between the total lack of evidence of alien life forms and then also the belief that there should be loads of them out there. Some answers to the Fermi paradox include us overestimating how common intelligent life might be. That seems plausible. That intelligent life out there has simply decided not to broadcast. That means they're smart. I've often wondered, why are we sending on a signal? Hey, come here, find the meat. You know, like that doesn't seem to be the best approach. We assume that alien life will be friendly, but have you not seen any movies? And why would we be sending them a signal saying, over here, come and get us? But I digress. And the third answer to Fermi's paradox is that we are actually getting information and transmissions. We just don't understand them, either because we don't have the equipment to properly detect it because it's in some other dimension that is around us that we're not aware of, or it's coming to us in a way that we just simply aren't recognizing. Like, imagine that the aliens were responsible for COVID-19, and that was like a welcome message. I don't know. Anything's possible. We're talking about aliens, okay? For my part, I've always kind of wondered if the aliens did decide to send us a signal, what would be in it? Would it be, you know, height, weight, language? Would it be old episodes of their version of the Honeymooners? Would it be some message of peace like, we don't even eat meat? But I will say this, for the folks who are fond of Fermi's Paradox, I think they might be taking too much for granted that we don't have any evidence yet whatsoever. 
We do have all of those UFO sightings by the Navy and others that are now being researched sort of in the open. And obviously we have things that simply cannot be explained at the moment, like Stonehenge and the pyramids and why the Kardashians are famous. You know, unsolvable riddles that only make sense if you postulate aliens. And now from the that super creepy and I don't want to think about it too much file, an Airbnb guest took to Twitter to warn people about a place she stayed at in Philadelphia that she said had over 10 hidden cameras all around the place. Her tweet included some photos of them, and she said that they were in showers, they were in bedrooms, they were disguised as sprinkler systems, but they had a camera lens. She said that she tried using the flash test, which is the idea that you put a bright light on a suspicious device, and if it's a camera lens, it'll show off a kind of bluish reflection. And she also says that the positioning of them was clearly designed to give the perfect view of people when they would be, you know, presumably undressing or doing whatever. She said she was glad that she was on the trip with somebody who was a friend and so there wasn't anything weird going on. But still, she had to change and therefore was getting naked and that bothered to find them afterwards. The guests contacted Airbnb, which immediately moved them to a different property, filed a report with the local police. And even though they tried to get a hold of the host, that person did not respond to their phone calls. And she says, it's so unsafe. Thank God we noticed the cameras and got out of there. Now, clearly, Airbnb says that the policy they have strictly prohibits any kind of hidden cameras, and they will take action against anybody who violates that policy. They've suspended that host and removed the listing while they investigate everything. On social media, people were very supportive and totally disgusted, saying that they would do things like destroy the cameras or spray paint the cameras or cover them with whatever, such as duct tape. But some people looked at them and said, yeah, those just look like sprinklers to me. And if you took the action of breaking the thing that looked like glass, well, you might discover that it was a little wetter than you expected a hidden camera to be. Of course, all this reminds me of those numerous videos that you see on social media where people are touching the mirror to see whether it's a two-way mirror or a one-way mirror, you know, and if your fingernail, if there's a gap, then it's a regular mirror, and if your fingernail touches itself, ah, be scared. Personally, I'm not all that worried about the two-way mirror. What I'm more worried about is touching the mirror and having my whole hand sink into another dimension, and then suddenly I'm playing with the poltergeist and handling tennis balls with globs of who knows what on them and showing up in the static on the TV at night. That's the part that worries me. They're here. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And finally, from the maybe we've been thinking too long and hard about this one thing too much file, Ben and Jerry's announced last month a new project where they're going to try to reduce their environmental footprint by slashing greenhouse gas emissions in half on about 15 of their dairy farms by the end of 2024. They say if the project is successful, they'll expand it across the entire dairy supply chain. So what is the approach that Ben and Jerry's wants to use with their dairy cows? Eliminate farting. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The idea here is that farts, and I suppose burps also, from cows, which are responsible for maybe 40% of all methane emissions in the world, which is a greenhouse gas that a lot of people think contributes to climate change, and therefore they figure if they can get the cows to burp and fart less, then there will be less impact on global climate change. 
New Zealand is even playing this game. They've got a draft plan to tax animal emissions starting in 2025. Yeah, that'd be a fart tax. I'll tell you, I have three teenage boys, and I'm pretty sure if that policy comes here, we're going to be bankrupt. How about some more bees, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. <laughs> but Ben and Jerry's is taking a different approach. They're trying to put things in the diet of the cows, which will induce them to have less flatulence. For example, red seaweed, a product that comes from, in one case, Blue Ocean Barns, which says that it's a burp suppressant. Now, I know burps and farts aren't the same, but, you know, there's a reason they're both connected. Think of it as the one-tube theory, if you get my meaning. And if you want to understand kind of the scope of this issue, apparently livestock and manure give off more greenhouse gases in a given year than aviation and shipping combined. Energy production, in fact, is the only thing that gives off more than agriculture, forestry, and land use combined, which is in second place. I just worry about unintended consequences. You know, for example, how do we know for sure that part of what makes cows taste yummy isn't the fact that they burp and fart so much? Like... Is Ben and Jerry's going to do focus group testing this ice cream made from fart-free cows, this ice cream made from ordinary cows to be sure there's no impact on the end flavor? I mean, will bacon from a sweet-smelling pig taste as good? I don't know, but I don't really want to find out. And I also do have a concern that this is a bit of misplaced priorities. I mean, it's all fine and good to try to stop cow farts in order to sort of stop environmental decay, but how about we just try to stop cow farts in order to, you know, stop cow farts? That's enough of a reason you don't need to sell me on the grand environmental impact also. I used to live in Illinois. I understand the problem. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. Consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already, and hit the five-star rating before you go. I appreciate it, and I'll know if you don't. Oh, I'll know. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.